Catch oh, they have to be. They have to be red. What has red to be red? Oh, the, the is hunt. there another color? It, it's it's a friggin' main staple, bud. You get the KM red hot lot. dogs and throw them on the grill, and they're friggin' red. They're bright red. Dog dick red hot dogs <laughs> in a bun, onions, fucking fancy mustard, goddamn sriracha. Wait, like so, like super red? You mean not like a regular dog, hot dog color? Dick what? Red dog hot dogs. Red. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty. Delicious. They got a fucking pop on them, bud. That you'll love it. Welcome to the 93rd episode of the Cast at Ends Creation. I'm your host, Chris Deering. This is a short interview bands and public figures from the MathCore MathCore Jason communities. If you beautiful people and chat have any questions or comments, feel free to drop them in. I'll try to read them aloud. If you like to sub for five bucks, you get access to some exclusive emotes, as well as access to the interviews before they hit YouTube and other streaming services. Uh, you can also sub for free by attaching Amazon Prime account to your Twitch account. It's like taking five bucks from Jeff Bezos' pocket and putting it into mine. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, listening us in your car, and I have no idea what I'm talking about, the show is first shown live on Twitch. Join us every Sunday and Wednesday at twitch.tv slash thecastleinscreation for the live cast. With that out of the way, let me introduce our guest today who dropped their debut record, The James Beavis Chronicles, which came out back in uh, August through Granite Tomb Records. Welcome in, Serling. How's it going, guys? Hello! What's up? Thanks for having us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sorry about that, uh, that weird speed bump we just had, but uh, here we go. Um... So, uh, looks like this is a very new project. Facebook started in June of this year. Tell me how it all got together, how you got started. Uh, yeah, well, so Caleb and I have been playing in bands together for a long time, uh, many years and multiple different genres. I mean, pretty much I, I had a daughter five months ago and I had to kind of stop playing music for a little bit as far as like preparing for live shows and, you know, doing stuff like that. So I hit Caleb up one day. I was like, Hey, we already know you and I are obsessed with the twilight zone like the OG Twilight Zone, like 50s, 60s, black and white Dude, Twilight Some of the Zone. best shit right there, man. Yes, I, I love it. And so I hit him up. I was like, hey, you and me, no one else, Mathcore, Twilight Zone, what do you think? And I thought he was going to tell me I was dumb. And he was like, yeah, let's fucking do it. <laughs> and, so, <laughs> and so pretty much pretty much what happened was, you know, I was like trying to rock my newborn daughter to bed at like one, two, three, every hour of the morning. And while I'm doing that, I'm trying, I'm just like thinking of odd time signature stuff, like beats in my head. And so that's really kind of where it got started. Cause I was like, Caleb, I think I got some ideas. And I mean, Caleb just ran with it. So it was uh, just kind of naturally came together, something that we both really enjoy doing. So it was just, I don't know. I'm happy we did it because it's. I think it's pretty dope so far. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, congratulations on having a daughter, man. That's awesome. Oh, thank you, thank you. She's she's trying to go to sleep in the other room, so if you hear her crying, uh, that's that's what's going on. My my wonderful wife is is trying her best. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I'm a gigantic Twilight fan, uh, Twilight, Twilight Zone fan myself. That is a tongue twister. Uh, what's y'all's favorite episodes? <sighs> Um, it's going to take me a second. Caleb, do you have an answer while I think about this? Cause I'm thinking like, f of like five episodes right now. My, yeah. My problem is I always forget, um, episode names. Um, a passage for trumpet is one that is huge for me for a couple of reasons. One, it's a really, really good episode. And one of my favorite, um, math rock bands, um, just neighbors sampled it in a song oh okay um which episode is that one again 
It's the one where there's a trumpet player who is also an alcoholic and um, he uh, Goes back is trying to get into jam and he keeps getting rejected and the guy comes out and he's like, hey, why don't you, you know, you, you off the bottle? And he's like, I swear I am. And he picks up his trumpet case, booze falls out. He sells his trumpet and tries to kill himself and then uh, by running in front of a car. And then, uh, yeah, Gabriel shows up. You got a choice. Do you want to stay or leave? And he, there's a really great monologue that he says. And, uh, and he chooses to stay alive and gets his trumpet and starts fucking ripping again. <laughs> Dude, to me, the best one is uh, where uh, the... Oh my god, what was it? Spaceship crash lands on Mars. Then the dude gets out and ends up being put in the zoo for with Mar you know, zoo for the Martians. Oh, that one's great. Freaking yeah. awesome, dude. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. I, I think I what well, what we did for our EP was I picked this the titles of my favorite episode from each season. So I mean, I think of late, I think of Cliffordville from season four is my favorite. I used to go to sleep to that episode every night. I love season four. I know a lot of people don't like the hour long episodes. I, I fucking dig them. Oh, dude, the hour long episodes are dope. Like, I think on. they're incredible. And just like this one, just like this, like just this guy who just shits on everyone, just sort of gets what he deserves sort of deal. Like, I don't know. I just, I just loved it. And uh, mm -hmm. yeah, but I mean. So, I mean, I could have said any episode, really, and I, I think it's all fin. I, I don't think there's right, a bad episode, right. honestly, which is surprising given how many episodes they have. And to me, there's some that don't hit quite as hard, but none of them are ever bad. Yeah. Uh, you said that you named every song after an episode, but isn't the first song title you use, isn't that just like a title of like a, a compilation of episodes? Well, so yeah, you caught me there. Gotcha. <laughs> so, that's, that's kind of journalism, man. We do gotcha journalism here. Yeah, so the fir the first song is just an intro. The lyrics just combine a whole bunch of different sayings from Rod Serling's intros. So we called it as Timeless as Infinity. It's one of his lines. And we didn't have an intro originally. And I remember I said to Caleb, like, hey, I actually got this short idea for something I think would be sick. And we could just sort of, it'd be our intro, but it would incorporate the Twilight Zone intros because all the lyrics to every song are based on the specific episode. So I was like, this way it can be based off the intros since it's mm -hmm. our intro. And I requested a couple fast boys for the um, for the EP. So he just did. a couple couple fast songs. So I got one, um, but yeah, one works. We, we do appreciate the fast boys here. Uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> you brought up the lyrics. I gotta ask, why aren't they on uh, Bandcamp? They're nowhere. Oh. I tried to look for them all over the place. Can't find them. I, I think I had our buddy Taylor from Granite Tomb Records who posted all the stuff for us on Bandcamp. I, he had asked for them previously, but I don't, I don't think he requested them when we dropped the EP. And I also didn't, I didn't even think about it, honestly, but I mean, I should, cause our process is I watch the episode, I write the lyrics and I give them to Caleb and Caleb just, he just goes with it and he just makes it sound incredible, honestly. Uh, I destroy fistics in chat, which I'm pretty sure is Bobby uh, says, cause they're lazy boys. And then somebody else, uh, Chunks Barkley says Brandon's lazy. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you're getting called out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was you. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a it's a super oversight on my part. <laughs> that, that's for sure. Because because actually, if you go, we have we had a couple singles up on the that band camp, and the lyrics are with those. I think if they're still posted, but the whole EP, yeah, I should probably I should. Well, probably the band camp that, that I saw was just uh, your album on um, Granite Tomb Records page. I didn't like. Mm -hmm actually find like y'all's artist page like, i couldn't find that yeah we don't have one 
right now. I asked Taylor to help us out with that so we could just really get this going, get this started. And Taylor was super helpful with just being like, yeah, man, just send me your stuff. You know, I'll do it. I'll get you going because uh, at the time I just wanted some extra help. And uh, so I'm sort of still building up our, our band pages and, you know, I'm going to create our own band camp too, because we got a bunch of music in the works. So there's a, there's a shit ton of stuff we're going to be posting soon. Bobby says uh, it is Bobby and three of you are so hot. I'm shocked as fuck. This isn't a Pornhub live stream. This is just the beginning <laughs> of the night, buddy. <laughs> uh, so I, I've been hearing you guys compared to uh, uh, Tony Danza tap dance extravaganza and frontier a lot. Um, you're uh I think it was your Facebook said that uh, this album is fueled by Reese's Cups and Coca-Cola. Aside from being fueled by those, what are some of your influences going into this? I mean, Danza, yeah, that's huge. I mean, you can hear it in Caleb's tone a lot. Uh, I mean, you know, Caleb and I, Caleb actually showed me the, the band Car Bomb years back. I, I hadn't heard of them. Caleb was like, yeah, check these guys out. This is, you, like, just trying to count this stuff is incredible. So, I mean, <laughs> that was huge. Sick. That was huge for us in terms of influence and just, you know, we're not anywhere close to them <laughs> by any means, but you know, uh, it's, it's, I think it's a huge influence on us. And, you know, I, I'll let Caleb talk more about his tone because he's with his head rush. He's got so much shit going on. I don't know what's going on. So I'm going to let him <laughs> talk about what the hell he does with that. Yeah. The uh, trick with doing the Danza tone is you need a drop tune pedal and you set it to minus one. So you get one semitone back and then you make the mix 50%. So every note you hit is a minor second, which makes everything super dissonant without even trying. And it's a lot of fun, <laughs> a lot of fun. And the other setting that I have is where I take um, the mix to 100% and I drop down four semitones. And since I use an eight string, which is tuned to E flat up top, when I do the negative four, it drops it down into nine string territory, which is why some of the riffs in there sound disgustingly low, but it's just me hitting a button and it changes the whole tuning, huh. which is also a lot of fun. <laughs> I've never messed too much with those kinds of pedals and such. Uh, it shit does sound sick, though. So the head rush is incredible. All touch screen. You can actually change the uh, the sweep of your whammy pedal because usually when you get a whammy pedal, it's just whatever you got, it's whatever you got. But you can actually change the percentage of how you want it to sweep. So it's a lot more options with the head rush, and I absolutely love it. But I just run it as a stomp box with pedals. You can do amp modeling with it, but I just run it into a sixty five hundred five and my uh, fender basement into an eight by 10. So it's splitting my signal okay. into a guitar amp. And then the bass rig is getting an octave lower. And then that's sent over to the bass rig. So when we play live, that's how I plan to fill up the room okay. with, with three cabs and two amps. So are you a, a big guitar nerd? You got like a huge pedal collection? I have yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. fucking is. <laughs> it, it, it's very bad. The uh, room next to me is full of a bunch of stupid shit, and I'd like to get more stupid shit. And I've gotten a vasectomy so I can get more stupid shit. <laughs> Collects music equipment and music shit, and just gets rid of nothing. <laughs> yeah, I haven't sold a thing ever in my life. So 
I see you got two sick ass guitars over there. I bet you have a crazy guitar collection. They're just not seeing. I do. Those are what I use for Sterling. So the uh, bass is pretty sick. It's a uh, MS. Oh, bass. Okay. Oh yeah, it's fucking ripping. Love this thing. It's a headless six string. That's pretty sick. Looks I like didn't know that they could make bass ones that are like headless like that. That's not. Yeah, it's ripping. I love this thing. Although I only, for Serling, I use these top two strings. They're killer. They're so good. <laughs> Your two favorite strings. <laughs> I got to say real quick in response to Bobby's latest message saying cannolis are a huge influence. Uh, cannolis Absolutely. Fucking, cannolis fucking suck. Oh, my Dude, God. what? <laughs> There's and a I whole story this. behind that that we can get into at any point if you want to. It's Dude, go for it, man. Yeah, hammer down. <laughs> so uh pre the world ending uh bobby caleb and i uh took a trip down to amityville new york to see uh dr acula and uh dalton met us there and just so for anyone that's watching i'm saying all these names like they don't know who we are we're all in the band 30 seconds go so uh we all met up and you know we 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 went to the concert and then afterwards on the way back, we went to Boston and Caleb was like, oh, there's a sick cannoli shop. I love desserts and sweet treats and stuff. I had never had cannolis. I'm like, yeah, dude, I'll try them. Like you guys are making it sound like this is awesome. So we go there, all these cannolis, they look great. And I uh, buy some and I try one and it's absolutely one of the most disgusting fucking things that I've ever tried in my goddamn life. It is, it is so, so disgusting. I've seen there's two different it's, kinds of cannolis. It seems like there's some that are kind of like cream cheese stuff in the middle. And there's some that are like ricotta cheese in the middle. I guess you had one of the ricotta ones. I don't know. They're both gross. No, no, the little cream both, cheese is dope. But the ricotta ones, both, I can get behind you. Like, uh, yeah, I'm not a big fan. Well, th- this is also coming from a guy where his food pyramid is the fucking children's menu. <laughs> if there's chicken nuggy and a fucking chalky milk, he's so happy. This restaurant's sick. But if it's a world famous cannoli place where you get where we get a platter of forty bucks worth of cannolis here for everything. Anything you could ever want. He takes one bite and goes, nope, not a Reese cup. Fuck this place. Let's burn this steak to the fucking ground. It's just, yeah. <laughs> All pissy. Yeah. More I, chalky milk. Yeah, no, more chalky milk. Seriously, I'm just like sitting there just like not eating. And I'm like, uh, yeah, I'm just looking around. And Caleb sees I'm dissatisfied. And he leans over to me and he goes, you want me to go check if they got some fucking chicken tenders that we can buy in the back? <laughs> And uh, you're like, yeah, it was, please. It was, a, it was a pretty, it was a pretty good moment. Uh, it was, <laughs> even though it was one of the worst things I've ever tasted, that was one of the greatest moments of my life. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then afterwards, you were able to get your Filet Mignon stack. <laughs> yes, yes, I did. Yeah, that was re- that was <laughs> that's that's another story in itself where you ordered like a tiny app because you had no money, and then Dalton ended up paying for all of us because we had to go. <laughs> <laughs> fucking like, bullshit <laughs> i would have ordered so much more if i knew yeah. you were gonna pay yeah i'm still starving <laughs> i could afford six oysters that was it I was starving that was so incredible yeah boston was fun so uh <laughs> caleb you write everything in serling then um brandon writes the drums and okay. then i take the midi files and i import them 
and uh, mess with velocities and do all that kind of stuff. And then once I drag it back into a new logic project, then I start hammering it out with uh, guitar and bass and things in the background. Um, usually he's sitting right next to me while I'm doing all of that. And then um, after that, Brandon writes all the lyrics and he goes into the mic and speaks out the rhythms that he was intending for everything. And then I just um, yell into the microphone and curl my tongue okay. and do all types of disgusting things that I can to get the point across. So, huh. so you guys start with programmed drums then? That's why. Yes. Yep. Yep. Yeah. How, do, I how, mean, does that, how do you start a song like that, Brandon? So it's because of, you know, the how we started out because I'm just like rocking my daughter to sleep two in the morning. I got to stay awake. So I'm like thinking of a drum rhythm and I'm just like, oh, yeah, I'm going to think of this rhythm in eight and then I'm going to turn it into like a like a weird five or a weird seven. And I'm just going to think of what could come next for a drum beat. So literally the entire song, all the songs you hear in the EP were just a drum track first. And then Caleb just, I didn't tell Caleb what to do. I just said, here's the drums. You, you do what comes natural. And we recorded every song in not the whole EP in one day, but we did each song in one day. Mm. So I came over, we imported the drum tracks and then Caleb just did his thing. Really. I just have the drums. I think of the lyrical patterns based on the drums. And then we just put it all together. That is so weird. It's such a weird way to write a song. (laughs) It's fast. It's It's fast. It's pretty fast. Yeah. We were like, we want to record a song a week and just post it. We want to get our shit out there. So Brandon, are you a drummer then? Yeah. Okay. okay. Why not just play like actual drums? Why, why program them? I don't have 13 microphones. Come on, man. Why don't you have 13 microphones? Because that's the way to do drums correctly. And I do not have the money to buy drum mics when I could blow all that money on guitars. It's a problem. <laughs> and That's just why the way people got to my... buy your merch so that y'all have enough money to buy 13 microphones. Exactly. Oh, we're not making any money on merch. <laughs> we, That's why we actually, we, we set it on Teespring so that it could be the lowest it could possibly be because we want people to be able to afford our stuff. So most everything, we make a penny off of what we sell. So actually, Bobby had the great idea that we should promote we need people to buy a hundred shirts so we can split a McDouble. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Which is a pretty good ad campaign, but yeah. And also, I mean, just, just the way my life is right now, you know, taking care of my daughter, you know, just adjusting to dad life and stuff. Mapping out drums was the easiest for me to do, but I can still play all the songs. Like we have a, we have a show booked in November in New Hampshire. Like we're going to play the songs. Like it's not anything I can't play. It's more so it was a point of convenience for us. And we knew that we could make it sound good still. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, sick. So y'all are like playing in shows and stuff already. That's awesome. We're hoping that goes well. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Who knows with the way the world is right now, if it'll happen, but yeah, we're, uh, we're definitely stoked on it. And, you know, we weren't sure if we were ever going to play shows. We didn't know if this was just going to be studio at first, but you know, people have actually started to dig us and we, which is wild in itself. And, you know, we're getting offers. So we're like, fuck it. We might as well. Oh yeah, man. That's awesome. We know we can do it. And Caleb's got to play through like 18 amps. So we're going to do it. Uh, <laughs> Bobby says that Brandon has drum sponsors. Tell him to mention them, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, Brandon. <laughs> yeah. So um, I have three sponsors currently uh, for symbols, uh, soul tone symbols. I'm endorsed by them. Uh, they're based out of Cali drumsticks uh, endorsed by collision drumsticks. They're the largest drumstick company based out of the UK. So stoked on that. And reverie drums based out of, uh, North Carolina. Uh, this dude, Tim Roberts, just makes gorgeous custom handmade drums. And he's actually starting to do his own cymbals now, too. So, uh, yeah, super excited to be working with all three of them. How did and, you get uh, sponsorships? Like, you, like the biggest thing you're in is 30 Seconds Go, right? Like, is that... It was it was 30 Seconds Go. So, I, Bobby probably wants me to talk about this because really? it's, it's thanks to 30 Seconds Go. Hey, go no, for it. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, I just sent them the music that I was a part of, which was mainly 30 Seconds Go at the time. And, you know, they... They took in everything into account, you know, the music style, the, and another thing, of course, being the popularity, like, are you going to help get our products out there? Cause an endorsement is a two way street. So little uh, did they know it'll take two yeah. years to actually get a release out. That's <laughs> fucking right. <laughs> <laughs> Jokes on them. <laughs> yeah, that's true. When I, when I was talking to them, I was like, yeah, we're going to have a album out soon. You know, I want to, you know, I'm going to do a lot of promotion. So, you know, it, it'll be really sick. And, yeah, it's taking a little longer than we thought, but you know, it's still stoked on it. But uh, but yeah, yeah, it was. I think it was mainly the fact that Thirty Seconds Go actually had a following that they're like, okay, maybe we can take a chance on this dude from Maine. So that's yeah. crazy, man. I didn't know that you could do it without being like a big, uh, you know, like national band or whatever. You know, doing big tours and stuff. That's crazy. I mean, I don't know if I post drum videos and stuff on Instagram. I don't, they, I don't know if they even watched any of those, but, you know, okay. I really think it does come down to, you know, these days, what is your social media following? You know, what's your presence? Because we want to be able to get our products out there. And, you know, if you post videos and stuff that we can share too, you know, I think it was just sort of that partnership of like, how can we do a lot of promotion online? I think that was the big selling point, really. How big is your audience? Like for like Instagram or whatever? Uh, like 10 people. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Um, I mean, me personally, I almost have a thousand followers on Instagram. So I think that was kind of like, Ooh, like, cool. Okay. He's, you know, he doesn't have just 10 followers. So that was neat. But, <laughs> you know, I mean, Bobby on Facebook with 30 seconds go, I mean, he's gotten thousands of, of followers and, you know, I know 30 seconds go is more well-known and, you know, math core, uh, cyber grind communities. So, you know, I, I think that was, you know, that was super helpful to see. No, yeah, it's crazy. Like, I've been, I was looking at Chell's Facebooks and stuff, actually, for, uh, like, 30 seconds ago and such, looking at that stuff today, and, like, y'all have, like, a lot of followers for a band that hasn't, like, put out, like, a real release yet. I mean, you got some, like, <laughs> singles and stuff, but uh, that's crazy, dude. I'm really looking forward to, like, yeah. your, your next thing. Uh, I feel like y'all actually have something cool to tell us right now, if you wanted to, or we could wait. It's whatever. No, no. The EP's coming out the 28th of this year. So it's uh, going to be available to release on stre all streaming platforms. And then we are looking around for physical copy uh, CDs. Um, we just got the uh, mastered versions back a couple days ago, and we are very, very stoked on how it came out. And everyone's going to love it. Everyone. I swear to God, everyone's going to love it. If it's you gonna don't, he's so going to make you. Well, if you don't, <laughs> then I can totally understand why. You showed it to your dad and your dad said it was awful and you listen to your dad. I listen to my dad. He doesn't like anything. <laughs> yeah, I think honestly what I tell people when I think of whether it's Serling 30 seconds ago, anything like that I'm involved in, I tell people this is you're either going to really dig this or this is going to be one of the worst things you've ever heard in your life. There's going to be no in between. I 
I don't know which side you're going to be on, but it's that's usually the reaction I get. It's either this is complete shit. What did you just show me? I don't know what's happening. Or this is fucking dope. <laughs> oh, I think it's fucking dope. Thanks. My dad approves. Thanks. <laughs> so uh, there's not any info on like who recorded Mix and Mastered, but I did see like videos on uh, Facebook. It showed uh, what looks like Caleb in front of the computer. So Caleb, I imagine you recorded and mixed and mastered everything. I recorded um, and did the mixes that are available for everyone to hear as far as 30 seconds go, but I I'm outsourced. Yeah. Oh, it's Sterling. Uh, yeah, yeah so that's all me. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I drink. I drink. <laughs> I, I, didn't even, um, I didn't make it clearer. <laughs> um, but with uh, Sterling, that is all 100% me. Um, Dude, it sounds doing... really good. Like shit. Oh, pumpkin. Stop it. <laughs> is this like the first time that you've done like mixing and mastering and stuff? Um, the uh, demos that are on the uh, 30 seconds go, that's all me as well. And um, when the EP comes out, you'll hear how bad I actually am at mixing because um, <laughs> we outsourced it to Gerard Vashon, who is a fantastic mixer, guitarist, yeah. vocalist, incredible. And he lives 15 minutes down the road from me. So <laughs> he was an absolute sweetheart in doing this and nailing it for us. But it was mainly because we're doing actual artwork and getting a physical release that I was like, oh, I, I. We should I we should get someone else better than me to mix and master this because it would be the first thing at the time to release and then me and Brandon got together and wanted to do Twilight Zone brutal breakdown bullshit and since each song took a day and he was over every Sunday for like a month and a half that just went out a lot <laughs> faster and uh well i think you did a really good job man like honestly you probably could have done the 30 seconds go stuff like this is pretty professional sounding man you did good um, i'm just a bashful boy that's all it is <laughs> yeah he killed it i mean considering literally all that was done was i mapped out a drum track in fruity loops and sent a midi file to him for him to put in logic and just sort of mix velocities and put it into his own little drum program and then him just mix all the vocals and guitars together with it in a day. I mean, he'd finish the vocals, do some mixing and we'd export like, you know, I, I was, it just came natural uh, with each week that we did it. Hell yeah. They did. Um, so let's talk about your artwork. It's just like the swirly thing. Oh, I just moved everything. Uh Oh, uh, it's just like the, uh, the swirly thing from uh, season three, I believe of Twilight Zone. Why'd <laughs> you go with the swirly thing? It is cool, but why'd you go with it? It was just, you know, Google Images has been my friend throughout this process. And, you know, I'm just looking at Twilight Zone images and it just, you know, just the way that it was captured. I was just like, it seems so off. And I was like, that just sort of feels perfect. <laughs> like, like okay. math, math core is not just like, especially what we're writing. Like, it's not just this straight lined thing. You know, it's very chaotic. It's very wild. It's you know, not what you expect. So, you know, when, when people look at that, you know, people sometimes are just like, well, it's, but it's like, it's not centered. Like what's going on. And it's like, you know, it's, it's like, yeah, it's the point. Like, I just, I just really liked the image. So I was like, I think this is perfect. And I remember asking Caleb, I was like, should we put any like words around this for the front of it? And, you know, he sent me some car bomb examples and others. And he's like, Nope. He's like, it's perfect as it is. Just, you know, there's so many other bands that we idolize that just use an image no titles no nothing and so i was like perfect 
And so we did it. All righty. Uh, yeah, there's like a, a word for like what that is, like it being flat but looking like it's 3D. Like that shit's crazy, dude. That's what I think of whenever I, I think Twilight Zone 2 is just that that thing is swirling around, you know? Yeah, and it looks That's like it's going in, uh, or yeah, going in, coming out. Like it's, you're just like, you don't know. <laughs> it's fucking trippy, man. Um, I do have to ask you, you guys do have a logo, but why did you not use the Twilight Zone font? It seemed like a no-brainer. A little too on the nose. <laughs> I see it's literally called Surling. Like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. our font is Times New Roman. We love black metal, but we also have trouble reading, so we need to make it nice and clear. Okay, okay. It's like, it. yeah, it's now that you know i wasn't even sure anyone was gonna like this project i'll just be completely honest like it was like i like i thought maybe my friends would like it now it's actually like getting recognition and people dig us so now it's sort of like can we make it still resemble the twilight zone but also kind of add our own touch to it but we're still going to try and stick to you know what we're basing this off of so you know i guess that was and also i mean i looked at a pack where you could buy the twilight zone font and it was like a hundred bucks you have to like, buy it what the fuck yeah okay yeah mind. yeah we had to buy it so i was like uh, i was like it's gonna make me sound so cheap but like i need to buy formula like i can't buy a font as much as much as i want to Dude, you should have told uh, him that you're the drummer for 30 seconds go you got all these sponsors like they should sponsor oh. you <laughs> i should have use I your should've. power I should have taken Bobby's advice and promoted it and said, Hey, if we sell a hundred shirts, we'll no, actually, if it was, no, we would have had to sell like 10,000 shirts to afford it. So to buy the font, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to buy the font. <laughs> but that wasn't the most expensive thing we wanted to do. We wanted to get a Rod Serling impersonator oh, to yes. shit on us and say how terrible we are in the beginning of the CP. But that guy wanted $600. Just a guy we found on YouTube that can do a pretty decent Rod Serling impression. Dude, that's so much money. What the hell? It There's was... like celebrities on, what is that thing? Cameo? I Cameo. Think? Yeah, they charge like 60 Cameo. bucks sometimes. You know what I mean? It's like yeah, we wanted to. Jesus. Yeah, we joked about getting Gilbert Godfrey to pretend he's Rod Serling because <laughs> that was like 80 bucks. Hi, I'm Rod Serling. This band is terrible. <laughs> and it would have been fantastic. But still, that costs money. And we, I, I'm, I'm broke. Yeah, seriously. Money, like, we could have got like Ghostface Killer to pretend to be Rod Serling for half the price of this dude. Dude, oh, y'all should have gotten like another celebrity like that. That would have been so good. You still can. You can do it. The opportunity hasn't, hasn't yeah. left yet. The drums we, we, are done for the full length. Yeah, so we have it's ready to go. Almost, oh, really? So. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Y'all are moving fast. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to keep up with you. You're all already one Twilight Zone CD in front of us. So. <laughs> That's right. That's fucking... Uh, so, we got a random question here. We ask everybody, what do you put on your hot dogs? Brandon's uh, is probably going to be very so. basic, but... Uh, it's we'll, we'll fucking ketchup. <laughs> That's it? Just ketchup? I, I just okay. some ketchup and I fucking eat it because I'm dunk it in a vat of ketchup. Because <laughs> I'm a stupid plain that loser. Shit. Bust it. <laughs> My bun is just a Reese's cup. Like it's, it's yeah, Caleb's gonna have a way better answer to this. So. Yeah. So raw onions, Ugh. any kind of fancy mustard, whether it's brown or whatever, Dijon. And then sriracha. 
good to go. I actually like that a lot. That's one of my more favorite answers. Usually get uh, that people eat vegan dogs and they put like ketchup and mustard on it, which is like fine, but oh, they have to be they have to be red. What red hot dogs? Oh, is there another color? It, it's it's a freaking main staple, bud. You get the KM red hot dogs and throw them on the grill, and they're freaking red. They're bright red. Dog dick red hot dogs in a bun, onions, fucking fancy mustard, goddamn sriracha. Wait, like so, like super red? You mean not like a regular dog, hot dog color? dick what? red dog hot dick dogs? Red. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty. Delicious. They got a fucking pop on them, bud. That you'll love it. Come yeah, on man. up to me. You're not that far away. Hop, skip, and Texas, a plane ride. Hop, you, skip, and a plane ride, bud. If you tour, uh, we'll book you at Caleb's house. Yeah, I got plenty of room for you. Dude, I would definitely. If I, if I ever make it up there, 100%. Hammer down. Come on up. Uh, so you put this out through Granite Tomb Records. How'd you hook up with those guys? Or maybe it's one dude. I don't even know. Yeah, it's our buddy Taylor Belanger. Uh, he, you know, he really just started, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's really not like a record label that like you sign a contract and you do all these things like he, he puts out like, you know, digital and some limited physical releases, you know, he's, well, what's his motto? Like, you know, I just want to help my friends put out good music. Like, you know, I just, he just, he's like, you know, do you want tapes and CDs? I'll do it. You know, it was, it was really a matter of, you know, I, I just wanted some help getting our music out as soon as possible. And he sort of showed me the ropes and he was like, here, we're going to do it this way. And, you know, I, I told him he could put it out through like his band camp and stuff. And, you know, uh, me and Caleb just wanted to get our music out as soon as possible. So, our, yeah, our buddy, he's been a huge help. And uh, Taylor's such a sweetheart. He's also in like 30 bands. So he, he just loves it. He wants to support everyone. So he's willing to work with pretty much anyone. Hell yeah, man. People like that are awesome. That's how you keep the scene going. <laughs> Yeah, he's he's great. He's 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 such a good dude. I saw he's done a couple releases too. I I never heard of him before before this, but uh, hopefully he does some more. Yeah, he's he. I mean, a lot of the stuff that he's put out is his own. It's just like him doing his own noise music, and and you know, it's just I I, I just love it, and I love him. He's a sweetie. Alrighty. Uh, so you, I think we've mentioned on here that uh, y'all are gonna be playing a show. I don't know if we were talking about that before this or if it was during this. I feel like it was during this. Um. Are y'all like doing more than just one or what what we got going on? Well, we would like to right now. We just have the one, uh, I believe it's November 6th in New Hampshire. Uh, our buddy Brian's booking a show. He's going to have like art vendors and stuff there too. And there's, there's a bunch of different style bands. Like, I mean, we're like, you know, you got math core and then you got, you got like an accordion band there too. It's going to be wild. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it, it's called Oak. It's I, I forget. Oak is Brian's project. Oh. O-A-H-K is how it's yeah. spelled. Yeah, it's his project. But yeah, uh, it's a band out of Portland that's going to be there. It's just an accordion and drums. So instead yeah. of drum and bass, it's drum and accordion. And uh, it's going to be sick. I feel like y'all are messing with me. This is some kind of joke. No. But, uh... Why w- <laughs> we would never lie to Math Daddy. You do not lie to Math Daddy. We we haven't posted the flyer yet, but we did get it, and we're gonna we're gonna post it soon. But no, we're not lying. And it was just like such a funky enough lineup. I was like, yeah, we got to do this. <laughs> like we, so we just have to. But we're hoping. To, like, are they supposed to be like heavy? The drum and accordion band, or uh, like what are we no. talking about? 
There isn't an ounce of heavy going on until we ruin everything. That's the place to debut your uh, your metal band is uh, mm-hmm. a show with the accordion and drum band. <laughs> okay. And that we know named Bastard Rat was just added, and they're a little heavier, so like like oh, they're that's not helpful. Yeah, so there's just a little bit going on. We're not it anymore, but. If, who, who knows what's going to happen when the time comes you mentioned a band called bastard rat what's up with all these like grindcore bands with rat in the name you know there's like cloud rat there's bastard rat i just heard of one called rat punch they're from like tennessee uh, like is this like a common thing i missed out on have y'all been noticing this that there's all these grindcore bands with rat about rats i have not but i, I am now. I'm very intrigued and <laughs> now you're gonna see <laughs> just bands with rats in their name <laughs> rats 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 that'll be the next one <laughs> so uh you got cds available through uh grand tomb records uh you've also got shirts through a uh, teespring store um it's called a uh, sterling.creator dots dot creator dash spring.com sterling.creator dash spring.com um yeah you got like what what was it, like six different designs something like that you selling like hoodies up there too and shit that's pretty sweet yeah, you're getting they, one penny got... for each one i like it <laughs> yeah, we got hoodies, we've got a sunburn shirt, we've got nap pants, we've got masks. Yeah, and oh, yeah, it's basically too. that's cool. Yeah, it's just swirls and Times New Roman font that says Serling to get the point across. But like I said, we're not making a penny off it. It's no no, you're making it. literally a penny. Literally, literally a penny <laughs> off of everything. But you can have also have any color you want as long as it's black. Um, so yeah, it's, we're really nailing this niche merch market right now. It's absolutely killer. Thankfully, uh, we've worked with, uh, uh, Curly Art, a well-known Ooh, okay. artist. Uh, he, yeah, Corey just did our, our full length album art, which we haven't released yet, but I mean, we got some ideas for, uh, for bigger and better merch once once we get that going but i mean you know we mentioned the full length earlier we already got the album art we got all the drums ready so like we got some releases ready to ready to go we're actually Damn. caleb just finished a, a i'm gonna plug this for a second caleb just finished a single of ours that is being sent i can't say who it's being sent to but it is being sent to an artist that everyone in this community knows so if it i i don't know if it'll fall through i hope it doesn't if this actually ends up happening i might like I'm just gonna shit in my hand. I'm gonna be so excited. Like it's we got it's like this. I hope this goes through. I just have to tease it because it's it's someone that everyone knows, and I think people would be really stoked if we get to release this. So I'm uh, I'm hoping this goes through because the song's done. It's sent off to this artist. We just we're just waiting. Like they're gonna be a guest vocalist or something. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Yeah. It's uh, we're just. We're hoping when we get the track back and we can release who we're doing the song with, because I think some people will shit. I will shit. So are y'all trying to like release this really soon then? Um, like, it seems like y'all are trying to push it out the door as fast as possible. Or like, or, Well, or this you... would just be a single song that we would release. Well, I mean uh, like the full the... length, like in general, it seems like everything's done, right? Uh, the drums are done. I need to bring them oh, in. Oh, okay. And, Still got to record and guitar, drums so. are done. All the lyrics yeah. are written. Drums are done, lyrics are written, album art. 
um, right now. <laughs> Wait, and so you do the guitars last, just like every other band, man. It's always <laughs> yeah. it's always drums, lyrics, and vocals first, and then yeah. it's guitars because who cares about yeah. the guitars? <laughs> okay, <Yeah. laughs> no, that's 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 the easy part. I just mash around and <laughs> and then we're good. We're good. All righty. Uh, yeah we got we got 10 songs ready to go all righty um so uh you guys have played a bunch of shows but in a couple of different bands i think y'all y'all aren't just in 30 seconds ago y'all have been around for a minute right okay so uh tell yeah. us uh what's your best show that y'all have done uh, the best show we ever did caleb it's i mean it's gotta be in bangor right people actually liked one of our previous projects in Bangor. Uh, with us or separately? Well, I guess, yeah. Do you want a, do you want an example of Caleb and I together or our own? Sort or just of whatever you think the, the best show you ever played was. Oh. Well, that opens things up a bit. It sure does. Oh, I mean, it shouldn't, I shouldn't be thinking this hard because people haven't really liked what I've done that much in the past. I mean, let's be honest, Brandon, but <laughs> do I mean, sponsors, do, you have sponsors. So I do have that. fucking endorsements. You <laughs> are a very good drummer. <laughs> um, I think for me, uh, back in the day, I was in a band with a, a we were really good. Our name was Brutal Intentions. Pretty rocking. Uh, yeah. Ooh, when I was in high school, we, uh, we played a show in Wyndham, Maine, and it was our first time playing there. We hadn't really we actually played the beat that is at the beginning of the Sterling song, Time Enough at Last. It was a very similar, you know, and, you know, it's just this heavy beat that we started with. And the floor just opened up and these hardcore kids just started losing their minds. And it was the first time I ever saw people like, like my shit outside of my close friends. And I was like, fuck yeah. So, That's awesome. so that was, I mean, that just sticks with me. Cause it's like, I don't know. You get that sense of like, Fuck yeah, people like what I'm doing. <laughs> Were your intentions pretty brutal? The whole time, <laughs> it never stopped being brutal. Nice. And sadly, I don't have any of those tracks, but Bobby Bobby has still has everything. <laughs> he's, he's a connoisseur of old music, and I love it. Alrighty, what about you, Caleb? What was the best show you played? Uh, my best show I ever played, uh, once a year, Bath, Maine does this hand tub fucking squirting water as far as they can with these antique friggin' fire wagon what fucking fuck? things yeah i'm being completely accurate with what i'm saying i just don't know what it's called the hand tub competition whatever the fuck it is anyway the team that won rented out a campground down the fucking road and they were gonna have bands and kegs and all that shit so my buddy hits me up and says hey let you need to come down with all your gear and we'll jam out. I'm like, all right, sounds good. So I come down, I find out it's, we're doing a set and we got a kid on an electric drum set that he's going to keep playing in four, four until I kick him to stop. And then we'll start again on a different song. And I go, this is the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard. I just brought an amp, two cabs and my eight string. And that's the, that's the plan. He goes, yeah. So he's playing guitar too. He's got 15 watt orange, whatever. I'm trying to match volume with him. I can't hear him. So I crank up the amp all the way and I just start doing Dan's riffs in four, four. I have a long cable and I start shoving people while I'm trying to play and all this other stuff. 
and while I'm doing that, fireworks go off and all chaos happens. And it was a fantastic time. It was all improv, metal, and 4-4. Couldn't ask for anything better. And I got absolutely hammered. And it was great. <laughs> At the hand wash challenge or whatever you The hand it. tub. It's hand tub. a group of eight people doing this with a friggin' tank water. And it squirts friggin' water down the street. People get wet. It's a great time. It looks I great. No idea what the fuck is going on. And that whole day, I had no idea what was going on. So... I'm I'm writing this down. I'm writing this down so I can look this up. Hand tub competition? That we call yeah. They're, back when they used to put out fires, they used to have these two lever things that would go <laughs> under the fucking tank and people would fucking ream on them as hard as they can to go put the fires out and whatever it's called. <laughs> okay, okay. And the team that won, Quince Magog or whatever, we're from Maine, so everything's all fucking Wabanaki fucking shit. So no one, I, I, don't, I can't remember shit. I drink. I drink. I don't remember. <laughs> okay, alrighty. <laughs> so what's the worst show you've ever played? Oh, I got a good one. I got a good one. So I'm playing a show at... Um, fuck, what's that town right above you, Brandon? Starts with a W. Right above me? Waterville? Waterville. The Waterville Opera House. There's a fucking Tony Zumba dance studio, right? So there's mirrors behind us. So it looks okay. deep, right? So I'm playing this show. I blow my fucking knee out and I play the rest of the show on my back. And while my knee is all fucked up, we get a blizzard. So now I have to pack up all of my base shit into my fucking minivan in the snow with a fucked up knee. And I drive home early. When I get home, they go, Caleb, you left way too early. I go, I blew my fucking knee out. What are you talking about? And he's like, we just saw this dope band. You would have loved them. They were called Heavy Heavy Lolo. <laughs> and it was the only time they came up to Maine. And I checked them out. And, of course, within 10 seconds, I was like, this is incredible. And uh, they were very big foundation in changing my whole life for sure. And uh, my knees suck. So... <laughs> At a Zumba studio, though. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. There were mirrors. <laughs> it's closed mirrors. Yeah, like yeah. is that like a common like venue? Like, is... oh, the venues in Maine are just. Dude, we played a Zumba studio in Bath, Maine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's fuck? it's yeah. <laughs> so oh, it's great playing shows in Maine. It it, it works so well. <laughs> yeah. So y'all got you? Do you not have like an actual venue up there then? There are venues where... But they're all Zumba halls. Uh, uh, for <laughs> the bullshit much. that we do, yes, they are all <laughs> Zumba halls or VFWs for the bullshit that we do. If you're like a Mumford & Sons, there's 18 people in the band and you just nail it acoustic stuff. Yeah, you can play the Bangor Pavilion to 3,000 people or the Portland waterfront, but if you're playing breakdowns that are in seven and the backbeat's on three and there's a polyrhythm and you got to wait eight minutes for everything to loop around again, you're playing a VFW. There's the Zumba halls. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> That's holy. Uh, Brandon, what about you? What was the you played? So, <laughs> where do I start? <laughs> you, hold on. You said that 
Is is your next question going to be the most awkward? Uh, kind of. No. Uh, most the weirdest one. Okay, so I'm gonna save this next story for that. But story I'll tell right now will be the what I think was the worst. So, um, Caleb and I used to be in a band that was we called ourselves like pop punk. I don't know what we are, alternative or what we were. I I don't know. We played a fucking dive bar. We were opening for a like. I don't even know what to call them. A fucking like folk band. Just these local guys who were like, hey, it's our CD release. Come open for us. Caleb had left the band. What was your so, band's name? Half past five. Okay, probably pop punk. You keep going. Caleb <laughs> was not in the band and happier for it. It was just me and my other two buddies and we're playing. We just start going and uh, with our vocalist used to jump at the intro. He jumps, he lands, he shits his pants. <laughs> I'm not kidding. And so, uh, not Bobby, only not only did he shit his pants, he yelled into the microphone as he landed on his back. I just shit my pants. <laughs> He's, he shit his pants, tells everyone, <laughs> and unplugs the guitar cable from the guitar. Oh, I, oh, I'm I'm gonna get to that. Oh he, yeah, yeah. He did this other jump right. in like the second or third song. He he would go on my drum set and jump off. So you know, match. You know, we're trying to be cool. You know, there's really only two people standing in front of us. Everyone else is at the very back at the bar. The two people in front of us are Bobby and one other person because they just felt bad probably. But so he goes he goes to go on my drum set and he just he slips completely. Eats shit. He takes out all of my tongs. <laughs> he falls over, s- snaps the guitar cable out of the amp. The sound people run up and they go, seriously, guys? And my vocalist, who is just laying there in shitty underwear, is just like, yeah, because I meant to do that. <laughs> like, you know, they're pissed, but they get us all set up and it's sounding bad. He, he handed me, the vocalist handed me the mic because he was embarrassed. And I just go, yeah, that wasn't supposed to happen. And some main 50 year old dude in the very back just yells you think and (laughs) i was like this is incredible so then we're going on and we're ending and our vocalist goes yeah so yeah this is probably one of the worst times of your life uh if you want to find me i'll be at and he lists he yells his address and he goes i'm gonna go back to my house and light myself on fire and some people start chuckling he goes no i'm seriously gonna go light myself on fire because i shit my fucking pants (laughs) (laughs) and that's that was the last impression of that. That might have been that band's last show. Now that I'm thinking about it, no, it wasn't. It we wasn't. Bangor. It was awesome. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, thank God, because nobody shit was... their pants in Bangor. No, he did. He did no. not. No, no he I was not. hoping that was just like a regular occurrence that y'all shows. Like he shits his pants, no. tries to jump off a drum set, eats shit, all, all that stuff. It's just like part of the show. I actually remember our second song. We didn't have a name. And he goes, this song is called song number two. And I actually gave him a look because I thought it was a pun. And then he says in the mic, yeah, it's called number two because I shit my pants. And I'm like, Dude, <laughs> you don't have to keep reminding this guy's a that you shit your pants. <laughs> oh, my God. So that was, yeah, that was probably the worst show I've ever played. Hilarious. But, but yeah, no one gave a shit pretty early on. Except for your him, he gave did. a shit. <laughs> It was pretty good. Oh god. So, good what's, the, what's the weirdest one? What's the weirdest show y'all played? Caleb booked that same exact band in a dentist's office in Gardner, Maine for uh this I didn't like book it. My wife booked that. Show. Oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> 
for like for like this art music walk on the you know the gardener downtown and so the the, the little small dentist office is packed and i guess this is a theme with this band we start and within halfway through the first song everyone fucking it's like we're gg allen it's incredible it's pop punk music there's nothing abrasive about it everything's in four four i can get hammered and still remember all the bass lines it's fine but we're in a dentist's office where the fish tank is more entertaining than we could ever be. And the second we start playing, people leave because maybe we're loud, but there's an acoustic drum set in there. We're going to hit some decibels in there, but everyone fucking leaves. But Everyone left after the first song and we had like five more songs to go. Literally, our vocalist was screaming at the fish tank at the side of the dentist's office. Caleb was, I think you were wireless or you had a long cord. You literally went out the front door. And we're just standing. Yeah, in the I left line. my own gig because I, I play with a long cable, like uh, the longest one I could find. Um, just for funsies. The yeah. woman that's the woman that set it up had to stay there. So she's sitting in the corner. You can see on her face. She's just like, guys, you're playing for fucking no one. Will you please stop? But we did our whole set. Yeah. <laughs> yes. As punishment for her. We did it for this woman. I mean, she even had a man with her. At the for being the first song, and he fucked the bounced. dentist. Yeah, the that dentist. Was the dentist? <laughs> yeah, I didn't know the, that. Yeah. Well, the dentist said, I'm not getting any more business after this, and fucking bounced. Yeah. <laughs> Have they put, it was just put on awkward. shows there like after that? Or it, it was part of a town festival yeah. where you could do a pub crawl, and in every little shop, no matter what it was, a boutique clothing store or whatever, would have music performances down there. We were just out in the corner at this little dentist office and they didn't have any bands playing. So they found a little pop punk band and uh, it turns out it was a total bad idea. Completely bad idea. But it was great. I had a lot of fun. That's crazy. Y'all city sounds crazy. Like bands playing you know, Zumba places, dentist office. And dude, it sounds awesome, actually. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's what it takes when you're playing different semi-aggressive music or completely aggressive music Maine, Maine is literally just can we find a hall or a small place and pay the person that owns it a couple hundred bucks to have some music that's that's really what it is and sadly a lot of times something ends up getting broken and then people are like yeah we're never letting you use our place again <laughs> well, um there is i played metal shows in high schools that got shut down because one of the lead vocalists jumped off the stage and broke the drywall so Winthrop High School, no more shows How did he ever jump again. Off the stage and break drywall. He jumped like, off just, like, to the side and floor? you you could do a drop kick thing. And then he just drop kicked into the wall and broke <sighs> some drywall. Or if you've got a wireless mic and you want to get the pit going, you can shove people and mm. people that aren't expecting it, you know, a random auntie or whatever, just ends up going into the wall and breaks it. Um, okay. there was one band that got kicked out for doing the oh shit fuck breakdown from heavy heavy low low as their ender um, which was peculiar but since they were cussing they got kicked out and uh, yeah so that's the one thing that seems like to be bad about Maine like uh, they're not so accepting of heavy music it seems I mean Maine is pretty close to Texas as far as you know how many people have gun collections around here and all that stuff so I mean we're, we're pretty close well, I mean, Texas loves Pantera and uh, Brutal Death Metal, though. I mean, 
you'll find those people around here. We get winters up here. You got to keep warm somehow, and breakdowns yeah. are the way to go. All right. I think I think I think five finger death punch is the main metal band. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Unfortunately. Like, Unfortunately. That's that's us. <laughs> Dude, butt rock is huge up here. It's huge. Uh so uh Caleb, you are you able to top that last story? Weirdest show? As far as awkward. Yeah, um, awkward or weird or you know. I played a show at a bottle redemption center. <laughs> Where what? It, bottle redemption center, like a recycling plant. Well, up in Maine here, once you get done drinking all your beers, this uh-huh. can is worth a hefty five cents. So you bring all your bags from the hefty drinking you've done and bring it to a bottle redemption center, and they count your cans for you. Uh-huh. Once they count your cans, then you've got a bit of cash in your pocket to go get more beer. That's all it's used for. That's the recycling process. Okay. So I played a show. Yeah. So I played a show at a bottle redemption center in Reedfield, Maine. And uh, of course we opened because the band I was in was like an emo, screamo, Mars Volta, glass jaw, post-hardcore kind of thing. Yeah. So we opened. No one liked us because this was a metal show. We were too heavy for the emo shows. We were too light for the metal shows. So every show we played was not fun, but we got to be there. So we opened up for Maine Legends' uh, Last Chance to Reason. Oh, okay. I know the yeah. from Maine. That's it. Yeah. Oh, yep. they're huge staple up here. Probably the two biggest metal bands out of Maine were Last Chance to Reason and Barium. Um, absolutely fantastic. Barium's fantastic. They're a little bit older than... Um, last chance to reason hmm. but the next band that went up was i don't remember their name but the dude stripped completely naked except for his little whatever it was tidy whities there was some cartoon character on them and we almost left because we're like okay if that's what's gonna happen then we should probably take off because I'm very aware of Gigi Allen. If the lead singer is getting naked and running around, things can get really bad really fast. I mean, there's YouTube videos of Gigi Allen clearing out a venue in under three minutes <laughs> just by himself. And it's incredible. Yeah. So we almost leave, but we just end up watching. And this dude ends up going into the rafters and monkey barring all the way swings his legs up, hangs upside down, and starts screaming the rest of his set upside down in underwear. And then we realized, oh, we're just witnessing the greatest thing ever. (laughs) But at the beginning of playing at a bottle redemption center and being a really soft band in a metal show, we felt absolutely like shit we need to leave and then underwear man showed up (laughs) like why did we stay for this and then it ended up being one of the best shows we've ever witnessed because it was last chance doing their older stuff with the aqua teen hunger force uh, uh, samples already queued in it was fantastic but at the beginning completely awkward (laughs) we wanted to leave bottle redemption that's so weird (laughs) yeah Come up to Maine, play a church. <laughs> yeah, you can play. Ch- the church isn't so weird. Some there's a lot of church, a lot of bands that play churches, but uh, 
Zoom, whatever, Zoom Studio or... Uh, Zumba, yeah. <laughs> dentist office. Uh. You can play a Zumba studio. <laughs> Caleb can ruin a fucking bright red hot dog for you. There's a lot yeah. going on here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Come play my house. It'll be great. We'll have a barbecue. Come jam out. You'll be fine. Yeah, you don't yeah, need to bring you anything. Have, like, really, really red hot dogs. But they better be, they better be mean red hot dogs. Dog dick red hot dog dogs. Red. Cooked to perfection. <laughs> So, uh, what was the last thing you guys listened to? Shouldn't be that hard. It's like literally the last thing you listen to. I'm waiting for Brandon. I like I the vehicle that I ride home from work in only has XM radio in it, and it was just blasting Metallica the whole time. That was the last thing. Well, but I'm like trying. I'm like. I'm like trying to think of the last like album that I really have been jamming, but the last thing I literally listened to was Battery by Metallica <laughs> on the way home. Which I mean, Metallica was like the first band I've really loved, so it's I, I still still jam them because it's I don't know, it was just on. Yeah, I've never been a huge fan of Metallica myself. Like, eh, they're okay, okay. What about you, Caleb? Last thing. Uh, last thing I listened to was uh, Secret Chiefs 3, uh, Book of Horizons. I have no idea what that is. Same. <laughs> Secret, Secret Chiefs 3 is basically Mr. Bungle without Mike Patton. Oh. So cool. it's Trey Spruance, uh, Trevor Dunn, and whoever's on drums. Um, he, it's really, really good stuff. It's, uh, but yeah, Secret Chiefs 3, Book of Horizons. That Fantastic totally sounds album. like a uh, movie or something. It it's funny you say that. The songs are pretty much mostly instrumental. There is death metal that happens into this album, but the transitions into it, uh, you would never expect it to happen. And when it does, it's it's very exciting. Um, there is a song on that album called uh, "An Owl in Daylight," which is my favorite on that album. Um, so good, but yeah, Secret Chiefs Three. Um, Trace Bruins. He was. He played guitar in um, the Faith No More album, King for a Day, Fool for a Lifetime. Mm. Um, one of my favorite Faith No More albums as well. But yeah, it's fantastic stuff. Love it to pieces. Right. Going to have to check it out. What about album of the year? Uh, for me, it's I, it's it's Kaunashi there their album that they dropped this year. I mean, it's, it's sick. It's, sick. it's so, so, so fucking, good. So fucking good. Every song is an absolute heater. The lyrics, I mean, just like, like, seriously, I mean, uh, I, it's, it's been a while since I've actually like heard lyrics that just like, you know, whether you, whether you actually like go through the emotions that he's talking about or, you know, you know, deal with depression or anything like that, you know, or just, you, you can just sort of feel his pain throughout it and feel that this is something personal. It's just like, that album is just far and above album of the year. It's like so watching fun. a movie, like how he yeah. has it written out. It's so good. It's so fucking good. Mm-hmm. What about you, Caleb? Um, comes down to a few for me, um, but the new Fawn Limbs makes me so happy. <laughs> it's, it's oh, my sick. goodness. It's it's makes me so happy. The um, <laughs> The drumming on it, the jazzy kind of things that are going on it reminds me of frederick thorndall's first album his solo album apparently he's working on a second one which i'm very excited for but um 
that album is just absolutely kills it for me. Um, anything mathcore that involves any sort of jazzy things like needle play, for example, they hit the nail on the head for me, like 110%. I love that album that came out. Sucks like, that, they're, uh, uh, that they're done now. I mean, it, it really does, but I'm glad because I mean, the song in particular, a uh, quick beheading video before bedtime, whatever it is, is one of the most brilliant things I've ever heard. It's incredible. Ever. You know, uh, nursing is basically everybody in needle play, but the drummer and the vocalist. Nursing is very, very good. I have checked that out uh, for sure. Um, I think Tony Clark is an absolute genius as far as writing and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. And I'm glad that he's at least in New England. So I have to keep track if there's any shows I can drive fucking four hours to to go see whatever they're doing live. <laughs> but it's, yeah, needle play and fawn limbs have absolutely killed it for me if you're uh, looking for another uh, jazzy band you ever heard of lefty fish absolutely not i'm Dude, very excited you need to listen to lefty fish they're like a huge influence on me it's essentially a jazz band playing math core it's crazy uh, they have an album good. called uh, hello good. kitty spunk dude it's one of my all-time favorite albums it's so good why is that just a song name that's a band name right there hello kitty spunk i'd go see that in a heartbeat <laughs> that's incredible so before we head on out of here, uh, I want to give you all a chance to plug all your bands. I mean, where do we start? I mean, obviously, we've been talking about all the Serling stuff, of course. And, you know, we just dropped our EP, the James Beavis Chronicles. You know, we got our full length in the works. We got a couple of singles, too. Like Call Me Armageddon Volume 3 is going to come out. We got a song specifically for that, along with Big Money Cyber Grind's next compilation. We got a song in the works for that. Uh, you know, so Sterling's got big things coming up 30 seconds go, obviously albums coming out. Uh, Caleb and I also have a buddy, Sam, we have a math rock band called, um, never Otter even. So that's another project that you can find on all streaming platforms. If you like math rock instrumental, no vocals, just fucking beautiful, groovy. Sam is incredible. Uh, did it all. Uh, you know, we just, I like, I, I was going to talk about it sooner because, uh, you know, I don't know how I, I haven't met too many people in the math work community that really, you know, have talked about math rock too. But, you know, if you, if you really dig math rock, I think you would like never otter even. It's, yeah. It's okay. uh, never otter even hits the cloud kicker meets Pliny kind of sort of uh, niche, but you know, floral is fantastic and they played at math core index fest a few years ago. So I'm sure people would dig it. Oh, yeah, I, I like math rock and stuff. I've had a couple of math yeah. rock bands on uh, here, actually. Yeah, yeah, it's good shit. Very good shit. Yeah. So uh, that's it then? I thought that uh, y'all were in, like, a, a bunch more, but I guess that's it for right now? No, I, I mean, like, you know, I, like, I, I got an acoustic project with a couple guys I'm working on that doesn't have a name. Uh, you know, we're in, like, a like a deathcore type band called Weak Willed as well. That's only released one song so far, but that's more of a heavier project. Uh, I mean, Caleb's got like <laughs> Caleb's got like it, thirty unnamed projects. <laughs> yeah, going it's on. it's just me trying to perfect stuff here and there. But me and Brandon have a few dead projects as well. Uh, Half past five, uh, Knife Eater is out yep. there. If uh, people want to check out a couple songs that we've done, um, it's just eight string mashing around, stompy kind of stuff. But uh, yeah, y'all uh, metal. 
a speed metal project called Parsec with a buddy of mine. Like, it's just, you know, we play like all genres. So, you know, Sterling's like Sterling and 30 seconds go are the big ones for us right now. But, you know, I mean, if you find us on socials, we, we promote pretty much everything. Y'all just constantly playing music then. Yeah. We, we got to do what we got to do around here. It's, there's not I'll a lot a penny going somehow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't made a dime yet with music. <laughs> Plenty of pennies. <laughs> Uh, so, if you're looking to travel to a different dimension of not only sight and sound, but also mind, you need to check out uh, the James, Be- James Beavis... Chron- oh, you know what? Real quick. I meant to ask you, what the hell is with the, with the album title? The James Beavis Chronicles? Yeah. Is that like a, Be- an episode name I'm missing on? Or what, what is that? James like? Beavis is a uh, character in one of the episodes. He's, uh, uh, if I'm remembering correctly, and sorry totally spacing out right now i believe he's the one that gets to hear people's thoughts and so you know just like i just thought like oh like you know these songs have nothing to do with the chronicles of his life but wouldn't this be a sick name (laughs) so we just did it but it's based on a character from the twilight zone yeah i I thought it was the one where he had the guardian angel that wanted him to be a lot better than he actually is he it it, it might be i might be Uh, spacing right now i i think there's one where um he's like plays with the neighborhood kids he drives like a really shitty car and he just gets fired from his job and you're right and he's not really happy he's he's still perfectly happy it's like oh this is just things that happen pass me the block kids let's let's (laughs) let's, you know but his guardian angel comes up and goes mr beavis this is ridiculous you should be a head of a corporation and then he just sort of makes it happen. He gets a fancy car. You don't live at this apartment. You've got the mansion over there. But he tries to play with the kids, and the kids are like, eh, you know, eh. <laughs> and he's not happy because you know he prefers the lighter things in life. So he yeah. decides, the kids. yeah. Well, I mean, that's just one part of the thing. But he's yeah. got the shitty car. The kids help him push it to get it jump started. It's yeah. So it's just it's just Twilight Zone themed, you know. Really, we just wanted to keep going with the Twilight Zone theme, so we thought it was neat. That's a cool name. I like it. Yeah. So uh, if you're looking to travel to a different dimension, not only sight and sound, but also mind, you need to check out the James the James Beavis Chronicles Sterling's debut EP, which dropped back in August through Granite Tome Records. Granite Tomb is it? Yeah, it's Tomb Records, right? It's not Tome. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Granite Tomb Records. Uh, you guys are on Facebook, Bandcamp, Instagram, YouTube, uh, and all streaming platforms. Um, any other social plugs I'm missing? Uh, oh, I no, guess you have the, the Teespring, right? Yeah, we Back got Teespring. We haven't made an OnlyFans yet, but maybe soon. But yeah. All right. Looking forward to the OnlyFans. If I get fat enough, it'll happen. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's <laughs> uh, for me, John my channel. Follow so you always know when I go live. You can also sub to get access to the interviews before they hit streaming services, as well as some awesome emotes. Uh, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. YouTube, folks, if you enjoyed the video, please drop a like, tickle the notification bell. Don't forget to subscribe. It's a great way to support me for free. Check out my music, The Sound That Ends Creation, at thesoundthatendscreation.bandcamp.com. Uh, you can uh, pre-order my new album, uh, Boomers, Zoomers, Desperate Coomers, uh, right now. Uh, my next guest is, uh, I'm probably not pronouncing this correctly, but I believe it's Michael Anoia. I'm probably not pronouncing that right. Um, join us this Sunday, the 12th at 7 p.m. Central for the live cast. Uh, thanks for being here, guys. Hope you had a good time. We love thanks you to pieces. Us, man. Appreciate oh, love it you, very love you much. Back. 
yeah you guys you guys are awesome thank you for being here and thank you for watching and listening